Hi, everyone. Joe Phillips here. Welcome to another edition of the Lifelong Project Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about Scrum. I get a lot of questions about Scrum because it's gaining in popularity and the PMI ACP or the Scrum Master exams, a couple of different certifications. So I get a lot of questions about Scrum. So what is Scrum? Well, Scrum is really it's a rugby term where we huddle up around the ball. And so that idea that we huddle up as a team around the work that we have to do is kind of the foundation or the uh, the root of the concept of Scrum. Of course, Scrum is more than just huddling up. So let's talk about Scrum. Let's begin by talking about the three different roles that we have in Scrum. So really, we have the agile team or the Scrum team. And this consists of just three roles, three roles. That's it. We have people that are on the development team. You have the scrum master and you have the product owner. Technically, there is not a project manager in scrum that the project management duties are kind of distributed among these three roles in the scrum team. So the development team members, scrum master. And then the third one I haven't mentioned yet is the product owner. So what do these different roles do? Well, the development team, they're responsible for actually developing the product, the thing that we're creating. The product owner is responsible for what's called the product backlog, the list of requirements. Talk about that in just a moment. And then the scrum master, its primary role, the primary role of the scrum master is to be a servant leader. And that basically means that make certain that everyone's following the rules, that they're an advocate for the scrum approach, that they get rid of impediments. They're kind of the hub of communication among the different roles in the project. The product owner, I said they're responsible for the product backlog. So what's the product backlog? It's a long list of all of the things that are to be done in the project. And then the product owner with the development team and probably the scrub master, they prioritize what's most important to least important in the project. So the product backlog is prioritized from most important to least important. And there's a couple of different approaches to how you go about prioritizing from the product backlog the development team will look at each item and they'll size each item. So they'll think about how much effort, how difficult will it be? What are the challenges in creating the individual item? So they'll do some sizing. And so the sizing can be a couple of different approaches here that we take the items in the product backlog and we can do what's called T-shirt sizing. And so T-shirt sizing is like extra large is relative to large to medium to small or extra small. So they'll size them that way where the size represents how much effort or difficulty it will take to create that item. Another approach that I like is called planning poker. And basically you have different numbers from one to 13 of the difficulty level and you vote with your card of one to 13 of how difficult it is to size an item. And so the cards uses the Fibonacci sequence, which is one 
And then one plus one is two, one plus two is three, two plus three is five, five plus three is eight, and so on. And so it's a, a way of, of uh, voting on the items in the product backlog. The team then determines how much they can take on in the next sprint. A sprint is typically four weeks, though some of my clients will say it's two weeks, but typically it's four. So between two and four weeks is considered a sprint. Now in the sprint, the team will only work on the selected items that fits their capacity for two to four weeks in that sprint. So they're only going to take the top items that will fit into their capacity. And those items become the sprint backlog. So that's all that they're going to work on in the sprint for that two to four week duration. In that sprint, every day, the team gets together, the development team. They get together and they talk about, what did you do yesterday? What am I going to do today? And are there any impediments that are blocking me from moving forward? Those are the only three questions that are answered in this daily meeting. The daily meeting is called the daily scrum. It lasts for 15 minutes. And if we're going to be a purist, we also call it a stand-up meeting because everyone stands. You don't sit down in the 15-minute meeting. And that keeps people on point, keeps it short because nobody likes to stand around for 30 or 40 minutes. The scrum master can be involved in this meeting, but they don't have to be. They just have to make certain that the development team has this daily meeting. Now, typically the scrum master is there and most of my experiences, the scrum master is there because they want to make certain that people are communicating the answers to those three questions. What did I do yesterday? What am I going to do today? And are there any roadblocks? So that happens every day. At the end of the sprint, the two or four week sprint, we have a couple of other meetings. The first meeting we have is called the sprint review. The sprint review is where the team, not the scrum master, but the team does a demo of what they've created. So this should be a demonstration of the items they took from the product backlog that made up their sprint backlog and the end result of their work. And so that's a working product increment. The working product increment, if it's accepted by the product owner, then it can be, but it doesn't have to be released. It can go out to the population. Now, you might have several increments that equate to a release. So rather than doing a release every 30 days or every four weeks, the product owner could have a release plan where they would say when all of these items, X, Y, and Z, are done, then we do a release. So we're not constantly releasing things to the population. So that is the sprint review. Then we have what's called the Sprint Retrospective. And this is a lessons learned meeting. So the team can talk about what did they learn, what worked well, what didn't, who needs improvement, who's doing a good job. So it's all about lessons learned. And the reason why we do this retrospective is it's an opportunity to improve upon the processes, to improve upon the activities before the next sprint begins. And then the whole cycle starts over. So then we go back to our sprint planning meeting where we look at the product backlog and what's been prioritized. 
The team does some sizing and then they pull those items into the sprint backlog and they get to work in the current sprint, that two to four week period. And they have their daily scrum. And then we end up again with the sprint review and the retrospective. And that's really it. That's the whole point of scrum. That's the whole scrum story. So it's not a difficult thing to understand, but it can be a difficult thing to master. And it's different than what we have in a predictive environment where we plan everything in advance. In Scrum, we're only planning in very short windows, these two to four week periods. Now, I want to point out the selection of the items from the product backlog and our sprint backlog in the sprint. Those are not separate chunks of time, that this is all a sprint. This is all lasting four weeks. So there's no pause between sprints. So this is something to uh, consider if you're going to go into the agile world. All right. So how does this help you as an individual? I like to use a kind of a hybrid approach to Scrum when I do my work that I put all of my items that I have to do for the week on a list or on a stack of three by five cards. And then each item, when I get it done, I can cross that off or I can move it across to what I have a done column and I mark those things as completed. And so it's kind of a, a neat way individually to track what you have to do. And of course, this is you know, kind of what I made up. It's not a full approach to Scrum, but it's just a way of looking at what do I have to get done this week and how do I go about doing it? All right. So that's the story of Scrum. I hope that gives you some insight to Scrum. I know it's a high level, but just a quick picture, a good way to explain to somebody else, you know, what's Scrum and how does it work and how's it different than a waterfall approach that you might find in a predictive environment. Thanks for listening to The Lifelong Project. Keep moving forward.